America, you beautiful pill-popping, gender-swapping, fentanyl-snorting, space-exploring, right-swiping, stepmom-piping champions of the world. I've missed you. I've taken the life tour all over the world. I've crossed more borders than a Chinese spy balloon, or as they call them in Montana, a sky dumpling. <laughs> and now it's time to come back to the greatest country in the world. America, baby! In 2024, the life tour is coming all over America, like Josh Giddy watching Toddlers in Tierras. And there's one rule, everyone gets these jokes. Hey, your haircut stinks. I'm clearly trying to film something over here. Who cut your hair? Michael J. Fox in an ice bath? Shut up and put the music back on. Thank you. I'll see you there. No, no, really. I'm going to stop playing characters. It's really hard to defend. It really fucking sucks, dude. You sold out Madison Square Garden a million times, like you've done arenas around the world, and that it means nothing the second we're in Hollywood. Yeah. And they kind of treat you as if it means nothing. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Like, was that like being around De Niro? Is he funny at all? Like, he would like go to his chair after the scene. I would go to my chair, and he would have like, you know, a bunch of papers and whatnot, and he'd be on the phone, he'd be talking. Is <laughs> this guy opening up another noble? <laughs> <laughs> In between scenes? So now I'm in uh, a scene. Me and De Niro are on, in a bedroom. And we're talking about my wife's side of the family. And I think the line was something like, yeah, and they're, they're walking around like birds. I'm like, <laughs> he was even going, what are you doing? <laughs> the next scene, we're like, eh, just stick it to the script. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Flagrant. Today, we are joined by, we got to give compliments up top. I know that you're going to hate it, but yeah, we have to give the compliments to. up top, mm -hmm. okay? It's, it's quite possibly, well, no, absolutely one of the biggest comedians in history. Probably yeah. the biggest comedian alive right now. Mm. He might be in movies and such. He might have a TV show coming out. We have Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, wow. Very sweet of you to say. I, I, nice uh, I saw, I, well, there's two things I want to say. First of all, I was watching you on Tiger Belly with Bobby, and it was fantastic. So you good. guys were amazing. But you, you told this story, and this shit resonated so much. It was about, like, the, the nerves and anxiety you had on The Irishman. Mm -hmm. Now, I haven't done The Irishman, or, but, but there is something about, like, you sold out Madison Square Garden a million fucking times. Like, you've done arenas around the world. You're the highest-selling comic, and you walk into a movie set, and... All that just goes away. Goes away, man. Yeah, so th this is something I'm not used to doing, which yeah. is acting, you know? Yeah, yeah. I do stand up pretty much, you know, every night or trying to work on stuff. So yeah. now I'm in uh, a scene with Pesci, De Niro, <laughs> and Scorsese's coming out of nowhere. Like, I don't even know where this guy is at in, yeah, in, yeah. on set. Yeah. And uh, it's nerve wracking. It's, yeah. it's, you know, I, I, I had a lot of anxiety also, doing like, that. like Pesci's wife, he was, he was doing a thing that was like improv and it was kind of annoying Pesci. And Pesci's wife was like, keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta like actively piss off Joe Pesci because his wife is saying it's a good idea, but I'm pissing off Joe Pesci. It's like a crazy but thing. But it's this weird thing that I think is like, I wonder if it's only in us where we can feel like the top of the world in our industry and that it means nothing the second we're in Hollywood. Yeah. And they kind of treat you as if it means nothing. Yeah, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything. Like, did, did, did the grips and stuff, the people who work on, this, on the movie, know, they know you and you're like the biggest star, right? 
See, I never even think anybody knows me. See, I yeah, swear just, to God. <laughs> it's just, I, it, but I get what he's saying. Yeah, go on, go. Yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, every time I put tickets on sale, like, I ask myself, is anybody <laughs> coming? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'll give you an example. I uh, I did this voiceover in Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. I was Spike. I have two kids, six and four. We're at Universal Studios. By the way, I feel like I, I have to come to my to come to the right here too because yeah. of the cologne. Yeah, every time I feel like warm pie, you oh, smell yeah. it. In the, cartoon. <laughs> the Italians are just drawn to it. Is that Tom Ford. <laughs> so we're at Universal Studios. There is a Super Mario store. So I said, I said, kids, come on in. Let's go see Daddy's character. They got every character on the wall but mine, yeah. Spike. Yeah. So that's kind of sums up my career. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm. I'm people. I have fans, yeah. but I'm not like widely known. It's funny I you think that. That's so that funny you think that. Yeah, I don't believe that at all. It's the way I feel. Though. But I know it's the way you feel, yeah. and I felt that. Like I felt that in in films or in Hollywood in general. And I think it's just because they care so little about stand up. Like the Hollywood Matrix thinks it's like this weird like sideshow. And we walk in and we're like, women, no, 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 we're, this is the coolest thing and we're the best at it. And they're like, that's great. Here's your lines, here's your set, there's your trailer, you're sharing with three other guys, there's one bathroom. Yeah. And you're, you're yeah. like, I travel on a bus everywhere I go. Like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah it, was, yeah. it doesn't translate over to, like you're saying, TV and film. I, I you know, but that's just expected. Do we welcome, do the stand ups welcome we don't. the actors yeah. to yeah. our? You know, like you always no. hear this guy that's gonna do stand up, and but he was something else prior. Yeah. yeah. And you, do we go? Oh, yeah. You know, you're part of the family. I no. mean, do we do that? We or? think that your career is struggling. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was doing it again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I just always why is stand up always the default to somebody else's other career? It's not. Yeah. It's not like we're going into professional football. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's either stand up or DJ. Dude, you know, the first time I saw you, I went to school at University of California at Santa Barbara. I grew up here in New York, but I went to school at UCSB and I managed a restaurant called Bricks Cafe. And once a week there was a comedy night. Yes. Do you remember? I didn't know that you managed the joint though. There yeah. was a comedy in, 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 in a, I think it was like a small crate yeah. in the corner. Let me see if I got the right, go, go, the, go, the right go, restaurant. Go, go, go. You walk in. Yeah, yeah, this is great. And wasn't it to the left? And there's a full window. Yeah. So people can see yeah. from the outside. Okay, you, you managed that place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Into the ground. Into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Right into the two ground. Two restaurants yeah. into the ground. <laughs> yeah. I've managed two restaurants both out of this. Did you start? Did you start the comedy night? No, there? it was Andre Belikoff's. He wasn't started. even a comic. Yeah, the comedy I wasn't a comic. started. Oh, you weren't. I was. Yeah. yeah, literally. I was just a. I, you know, I was just a fan of comedy. Like I, I watched it growing up, and it was just random that I was working at this restaurant, and then this guy opened another one, and he was dumb enough to like let me manage it. Like I wrote him a manual. I was like, "This is what I think you should do," and like gave it to him. And he was this Argentine guy, and he was like, "I think this guy's good." I think no, hmm. wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember you coming there. There was a bunch of people that came up. Like Tig came up. I think uh, Brett Ernst, mm -hmm. you came up. I remember you doing the Ross bit. Oh my God, dude. And which is like iconic bit. It's and hard to do the Ross bit in there. 
Say again. It's hard to do that. Yeah. Hard to do you, you almost fell off the stage. I had no room. <laughs> Short didn't go far. Short went like 20 feet. But it was like, I remember watching it, and I and you know, you're not like a talent scout at the time, but I, but I'm just like, holy shit, like this is something different. The energy is something different going on here. Wow. And then um and then you really fucking exploded, huh? <laughs> fucking yeah. from that restaurant career. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think this. Like, Wait, real I, quick. My yeah. first story also fucking, it was 2007. I just started comedy in LA. And we go watch. There's a, every, the, like the three major clubs had their black night. Comedy stores was tripping on Tuesday, which wasn't the roughest room, but it's like, it can be choppy. Sebastian goes on stage. I'm watching this white dude. Goes, it's dead. He lets the silence sit for like 10, 15 seconds, just white dude, all black room. And then he just, then one girl woos. And he just goes, no, I like that, confidence. And then the confidence he had, I swear to you, I don't think to this day I've ever seen a comic level a room like that. I think you're talking about Kramer at the Laugh Factory. (laughs) (laughs) No, dude, Tony Roberts, who's so funny and such, such a killer host, he gets back on stage for three minutes. He's laughing at Sebastian's bit. Like about uh, some uh, the, the the drinks with the umbrella in it. Mm. He's dying laughing, leaning over the stool like the dude I was sitting with got an umbrella in his drink. <laughs> I never seen, and that was a, the first time I ever was like, oh, that's what you can do with a set. Mm. I'd been watching comedy, but that stuck with me for years. Okay, I, I need to, I need to get back to like the beginning. Do you start in L.A. or did you start in Chicago? I started in Los Angeles. I moved in 1998 okay. from Chicago. I graduated Northern Illinois University. Yep. I did comedy once there for the up and coming, or, or no, it was up. It was the uh, the guy coming in to to entertain the students. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. It was the headliner. Like college entertainment. Thing. Yeah. You opened for. I opened up for that guy. Okay. And then that's the only time I had. Did the any Flat experience. Brothers come out? Who? The, you were in a frat, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, at that time, my parents came. No, no, no. Which Terrifying. they were worried yeah. because I died. Yeah. Yeah. I died on stage that night. And they were like, this is what we're paying college for? <laughs> so uh, I moved out in 98 and I just started kicking around Los Angeles doing like open mic nights. and, and So you working. bombed and was like, no, this is what I'm going to do? I just knew I felt comfortable mm-hmm. up there and this was where I should be. I was a huge fan of stand-up at a young age, and I always knew I was gonna go into stand-up comedy. I just didn't know how. I'm who, going is, up and, who is your guy? Who is your introduction? Uh, I used to watch HBO, um, at Night at the Improv, all that stuff at my cousin's house on Saturday morning, because I never, I didn't have cable. Yeah. So I used to watch all of that stuff, and I used to digest it like it was game tape. <laughs> Fascinated, like, geez, how do they remember all this? This is fantastic, I wanna do this. How do you even get into this? Yeah, my dad's a beautician, my, my mother's a, a secretary. Like, where do you even go yeah. to do this? But I just fell in love with it, and then uh, decided I was gonna move out to Los Angeles in 1998 to pursue a, a was career. there one stand-up that you saw that you're like, holy... Like, I remember seeing Bernie Mac when I was younger. Yeah. And it didn't make me go, I want to be a stand-up comedian, but it made me go, holy shit, that's how hard you can make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the bar. And obviously, like, Eddie, delirious, but, like, was there someone you saw? It wasn't, like, a guy that came out... 
what I used to do is watch Johnny Carson at night mm. and then he used to have comedians on. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, this is great. And people come in and make people laugh. And then I started getting into it from there. I started wa watching George Carlin and Eddie Murphy, uh, Don Rickles. I was a huge of fan of Don Rickles. So it was a variety of different comedians that I saw over you know, a period of time. It wasn't one guy where I, where I go, oh, yeah, that's, that's the guy. It was, it was a culmination of people. Okay, you're just obsessed with the sport of yeah, comedy. Okay, so you go out to L.A., when I remember you doing the Vince Vaughn, yeah, what was it called? Wild it was like West, the Wild, Wild West Comedy Show. Is that the first break? Is that the first time where you feel like I have some traction, or were you already like the local guy? I was not anything. I was just going doing comedy clubs, not touring at all. I was working at the first job. Yeah, it was I, I was. Oh, yeah, thought that's that a, this, that's like a, I thought at this point you'd already kind of like no. you were like established LA, like headlining locally. No. But no date. So you had <laughs> no, I'm I'm still delivering chicken satays <laughs> to table one oh nine at the four <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. When when Vince Vaughn asked me to do this. I I, I How didn't did Vince quit. even find you. At Dublin's, uh, there was a place called Dublin's on Sunset. That's, it had a, uh, like a Comedy night, night. Yeah, comedy night. Yeah, Tuesday yeah. night, Dublin's. And it was upstairs, you know, Timberlake used to go, Vince Vaughn. It was like a haven hmm. for celebrities at the point. You know, Dane Cook at that time was the guy. Yeah. And uh, I met him there through a comedian by the name of Ahmed Ahmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Vince and I started talking in this stairwell. He's from Chicago, I'm from Chicago. He starts talking this, that, and the other. Next thing you know, a couple months go by, and through Ahmed, asked me to come on the Vince Vaughn Wild West Comedy Show. So I had to go ask work, can I take a month off? To be in a movie. Because <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, I wasn't getting paid a lot of money. It wasn't like something I could just lose my job. And right. I'm very responsible. I'm yeah. very responsible. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, the first thing my mother asked me when I moved out in 1998, what are you going to do for health insurance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not one of these guys that just lives on people's couches. Right? <laughs> That's <what he> set up. <laughs> I came out with savings, you know? <laughs> It's not like Axl Rose where he's got a guitar and some change. I came out with 10 grand, responsible, signed a lease. And uh, so, um, yeah, I took off work for a month, but I never went back after that. That was 2005, so 98 to 2005. That was like a subplot in the movie, I remember, about you waiting tables, right? Yeah. All right, guys. Show dates, you know what it is. First of all, this Friday, December 8th, my first show ever in Nolens. I love New Orleans. I went there one time. It was my, honestly, it's the most unique city in America. I am so excited to go there. I love it. Also, December 17th, 18th, 19th, you know what it is, the UK. Glasgow, Glasgow, I think. Uh, London, we added a second show. There's still some tickets left in Manchester. That show is going to sell out soon if it hasn't already. Get your tickets for that. Also, January 6th, 8th, and 9th, I'm going to Oslo. Amsterdam, we added a second show in Eindhoven. And January 18th through 20th, I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. at the Improv. Those tickets will sell out, too. And January 26th and 27th, Wise Guys Comedy Club in Salt Lake City. I've never been to your Mormon-ass state. I'm very excited to come. I've heard the club is amazing. So get your tickets for all those shows and more being added soon at AkashSing.com. Now let's get back to this show. Okay, that night that Vince is there, did you know that he's watching when you're going on? Or did you already go on and then you saw him in the hallway? I didn't know he was in the room, so I had gone on and came off. So much better that way. Yeah. He was delivering the chicken satays to him. <laughs> <laughs> I had waited on Vince Vaughn, though, years before oh, really? that. Oh, yeah, wow. but he didn't know that. I mean, I, I waited on him, I think, in 2001. But uh, good? 
Does he tip good? He didn't pay. It was the agents oh, that were. Yeah. So I, I pretty know, pretty much know of our, every celebrity's tipping habits working at the Four Seasons. So. <laughs> and and what do we got? Shaq's the best. Okay. Oh, wow. What does Shaq do? What does Shaq? Shaq come in on a Sunday okay. by himself. Yeah. Walk through the bar. Sit. He used to sit by himself. This is not every Sunday, but you know a few. Yeah. Order a uh, um, a fruit plate. Yeah. I like and how you're just protecting Shaq right there. What? Yeah, every Sunday. Not everyone. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a couple times Shaq was there. <laughs> a few times. A few times. <laughs> right after church. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a little fruit plate, little, uh, little. Um, what else did he have? Oh, he or coffee. But I used to serve the coffee to him in a big cappuccino cup because it's like serving a giant, you know? Like I, <laughs> I could serve him a little teacup. I, I could bring out the, the big cappuccino, and he would uh, never ask for a check, just left $100 under the plate. Every time. Every time. And uh, at that point, you know, I wasn't, it's not like, like, hey, what's up, Shaq? I was, yeah. you know, very professional. You had to act like, you know, that wasn't a celebrity. Yeah. Hello, Mr. O'Neill. How you doing? And, uh, yeah, he was one of the best tippers there, there was. Who's the worst, since? though? I'm sorry, what was this? Who's the worst tipper? Worst tipper. I didn't really run into like a uh, really awful, awful. I, I don't know. I don't have a I don't have a bad story. To, sorry, I know you guys probably really relish in a we great, really not <laughs> a great story. Are you a good tipper? I'd like to think I'm pretty, pretty fabulous when it comes to <laughs> what you, okay. pretty fabulous. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What do you let's say, for example, Dropping your car because I've heard some legendary tipping, right? Like you know, I remember I was hanging with Rogan once. He drops the car off. It's a hundred. Picks it up. It's a hundred. Mm. Okay, that's 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 that's, <laughs> that's that's aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're not, he's responsible. He just said he was responsible. He's responsible. <laughs> okay, so let's say you're dropping your car off. How much? What do you? What is? What is dropping my car off? Where am I driving? Is it a hotel or is it any valet service? Just a valet. General valet. 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 General valet. Mm. I didn't even know you're supposed to drive. <laughs> it's only now. when you pick it up. No, it is when you pick it up. No, it no, the keep it close tip. The keep uh, it close. Well, let's see. Yeah, let's well, break it all down. Let's so break sorry, it all down. The, the oh, keep man. it close tip is, I think, a hundred because I used to work at the Four Seasons. Yeah. I used to talk to those guys, and they had five or six spots reserved. And I used to ask, what do you tip to get that spot? He goes, that's a minimum of 100 bucks, okay. right? Yeah, right? Now, there. if you give them a 20, right, and they have this, the availability, they might leave it up top. But I think 100 ensures you that spot. The 100 on the way out is almost Sinatra-like. <laughs> yeah. right? 200 on a car is a lot of, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so what do you think on the way out? 10 bucks? On the way out, it's a 20. It's a 20. Uh, a 20, if you tipped already. Yeah, that's reasonable. So if you tipped 100 and the guy brings it up, it's, it's, it's 20, 120 right? is a lot just to put the car somewhere. It is, but I tell you, the convenience of it mm. is just... <laughs> okay, what about a place a, you frequent a lot? Like, what about, the, what about the store or the improv back in the day? Like, you're just dropping your car. Every once in a while, you tip those guys. Why are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? I gotta stand up now. It's cyanic. I feel like I gotta start moving around. Like I'm there every night. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Every once in a while. I don't. 
Hey, you're right. This I generally park fabulous. my old car there, and then I leave. But every once in a while, I'll give the guy whoever's running, I'll give him fifty or hundred dollars. Okay, but that's yeah. it, that's not an every single it's not time. Every, no, it's not yeah. every every, but, every time thing. What? <laughs> It's just so sometimes I don't have my wallet on me or whatnot. I don't yeah, have like cash yeah. available. And sometimes I'm like, all right, yeah, I ain't tipping today. You don't even have a car. See, yeah. New Yorkers don't have cars, so they don't yeah. even understand. Well, I bought that. a fake Porsche, but then it broke down. You bought a fake Porsche? Yeah. Fake Porsche. What, 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 kid what car. Oh, a kid car. Yeah, I bought a kid car. On purpose? <laughs> he, got, he got hustled. He got hustled. It was a Persian business. It was a half a million dollar real one or a $50,000 fake one. And I'm like, I'm going to have to replace everything in this real one anyway. So just give me the fake one for 50 grand. Does, does and now it, you got to replace the it entire car. It was beautiful. Car. It was so beautiful. It was very pretty. And you don't have it anymore? Didn't work for I shit. I don't think so. Oh, it don't work? Yeah, it doesn't really work. Did we sell it? Yeah, but it's still over there. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, you're looking for a kick clap? I'm sorry. Yeah, so do you sad. want a kick? I got no, a nice we kick. We can't just skip over what just happened What here. just happened right there? You don't know if you got a car? <laughs> <laughs> you like that? You like that? Did we sell you like that? You don't know if you tip. I don't know if I got a car. Like I said, it is what it is. <laughs> He's in charge of the, uh, He's the, in charge the of automotive garage you have. Because what happens when I do it, right? I buy a fake fucking Porsche. Which was not under my advisement. I just wanted everyone to notice. Nope. But it's a beautiful car oh, that he stunning. built it's on the stunning. outside. We had a couple oh, of good stunning. runs around Soho. I had to push it around Soho. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And, and first of all, I, I'm from New York, so people kind of know me. And I'm in like the most, like, I have to stop and look at you car. Mm. And I have to walk it around cobblestone streets in fucking Soho. Oh, it was, it was, it was so unbelievably embarrassing. Like cobblestone. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So he, the mechanic sold it, but the car is so beautiful. He leaves it in front of his like West Village location. Yeah. Like, people keep taking pictures tip, all day what you, long. What do you tip the garage? This oh is a God. tricky one for me. <laughs> the, the, gar the garage is like every single, what if we're doing this every day? It's like. Meaning going into a parking structure. My parking garage. That's like a New where York I, thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. You probably never had a yeah, garage. Like a house. No. Yeah, like a house. That's a Christmas uh, gift. Like a human nice, nice gift. You know I what think, my pops used to do? My, my pops would always, he would get him a nice Christmas bonus, but he would always bring another coffee. Mm. And it was just like he'd always come with two, and there'd be another coffee. That's a classy touch. That is pure That's nice. class. It's a dollar, but pure at the same class. time, it's like, it's well, maybe you wanted a nice coffee. Well, I like that move. I also like if you're seeing this guy every day, and it's a garage. I like the uh, end of the year kind of Christmas That's gift. Yeah, yes. yes. to, to do it every day, it gets a little. Yeah. I think monotonous and gross. <laughs> and gross. It's a little, a little aggressive. <laughs> a little aggressive. Yeah, a little aggressive. Yeah. I, I think a nice gift that you know for the doorman, for the garage guy. Yeah. A, a nice, a nice uh, Hermes. Do, do you get bothered when you drive? <laughs> a nice uh, Hermes blanket. <laughs> do, you, do you get road rage at all when you're driving? Uh, no, a, at, the, at this at this age, I uh, I actually relish the time in traffic. Uh, <laughs> why? Why? Uh, generally, when I'm driving. Uh, and I'm gonna get in traffic, I'm alone. And those times, if I have an audio book or a podcast on, I actually welcome it. Mm. Yeah. There's no real road rage. And when yeah. I have kids, yeah. <laughs> to me, it's more time in the car with them. So ah. I like it. Ah. Yes, you like the family. You like, you I'm like a family guy. the kids. Very traditional, yeah. very family. Okay, family. we're not into the family yet. I wanna get to family, but I just, <laughs> no, cause your rise is crazy because I think you're also one of the first people to explode from the internet. And I'm, I, I don't know if a lot of people know that. I don't think I know that. Your clips, 
You didn't know what was happening with you and like what was happening on Facebook? I was unaware of what was happening. I'm about to be so angry. Li listen, listen, <laughs> I was unaware of what was happening outside my little ether. Like I, I post my stuff. Okay, I post my stuff. But you didn't know. I didn't know until, so, until, until later on. Okay, because you had the specials. There were Showtime specials. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you were clipping them or someone was clipping, they were putting them on like Facebook, et cetera. But some of these jokes would just go insane on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And you didn't notice like a crazy spike in sales. Like there had to be a moment where you're like, okay, I'm selling out clubs and now it's theater. Like where was the jump for you? I thought it was, I just- it's hot in here, right? Sorry, go on. <laughs> Sorry. Because you're moving. You're standing up. <laughs> so, it always no. gets hot when I do this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually a good um, uh, gauge of temperature. Okay. You're a good gauge yeah. of temperature. And if I'm cool, it's not hot in here. Okay, it's not okay? hot. It's but not hot. if yeah. you feel hot, go ahead. <laughs> Put up the air conditioner. The guy's hot. Yeah, I feel like I'm being insulted right now, but I'm not. No, 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 no. Like, you're not being insulted. Do I have to tip him? What, what do insulted. you tip for AC? What do you tip AC? Twenty-five dollars. <laughs> That's pretty good. It was a That's nice seventy-two, fabulous. but right. okay, okay, go on, go on. So uh, I thought because I stayed in the clubs for a while, yeah, far, further than most people stay in the clubs because I was like, I don't even know yep, if I, I could sell theaters. I, yep. I did fourteen Gotham comedy club shows, wow. and. They're like, I think it's time to do that. I, go, I don't know. Are people going to sure? come? Will they come? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I thought it was just from going on the road and doing the comedy clubs, establishing a fan base. I did see an uptick in some of, you know, followers and, and whatnot, but I don't attribute it to like, oh, wow, I blew up on the internet. I don't know if I ever really wrap my head around that. 2018, I had three different family members talk to me about you specifically. I remember that's when I was like, oh, because I'd always remembered Sebastian from that set. And wow. then I was I, like, oh, now it's over. It's over. I, I saw there's a thing that like, there's a thing that happened that kind of, it didn't explain your fame, explained how you're selling so many tickets to me, right? Because obviously I saw it, it was you know, amazing, been a fan, but the perception at first was like, okay, this is really personal. He's talking about like really specific, you know, his culture, okay, maybe Italians are coming out in droves. And it was a Somali friend of mine that goes, oh yeah, I mean like me and my mom watch him like crazy. That's like her favorite comedian. It's one of my favorite comedians. And I go, explain that. And he goes, oh, like everything he talks about is my family. I go, what? And he goes, he goes, yeah. And at that moment I realized it's a first generation or second generation relatability in America. Mm. And it's probably why like, you know, from my mom's side, where I'm kind of relating to it, but you have all these people coming out. It, did you start to see that like in diversity in the audience? Yeah, uh, first of all, I had no idea, no idea. I was huge in Somalia. Big, mm -hmm. uh, big. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do a show. <laughs> but I don't, you don't have to be Italian to get this. You could be Indian, you could be you know, Puerto Rican, black, whatever you are. Yeah. If you have like a family and a dynamic in your family, I use my father as a big source of comedy. I think people relate to it regardless of what background you're you're from. Yeah, it is an immigrant story. Yeah. It has those immigrant, uh, you know, uh, little innuendos that you know maybe some immigrant families could relate to more than others, mm. but. At the core, it's just the family. And you know where I, I really 
was debating on putting a bit in my Aren't You Embarrassed special about going to an Italian wedding. I felt it was too specific. Oh, really? I go, oh, you know, only Italians are going to get this. Should I put it in? But I decided to put it in, and that little bit started to generate some, some popularity. I go, oh, wow, people are gravitating towards my personal story, my culture, yeah. my father. Let me dive into this a little bit more because up to that point, it was about Ross for Less, yeah. Subway, yeah. you know, just generic. It was kind generic of, observational, yeah. but very funny. And then your character shined, your personality shines through it. Mm -hmm. But once you started getting really specific about what you were going through, like it's funny, different friends have shared different clips with me and it's all based on what they're going through. They're related. Like the Jews always send the one about just let the Italians yeah, yeah, handle the catering. Like the every Jewish person has seen that bit. You know yeah. that, right? Yeah, that seems to be big in the Jewish community. But uh, yeah, it's funny. It's, it's funny, interesting hearing these stories from you and the other side, because to be honest with you, I was on a like, you know, I, I like the camaraderie the younger group of comedians have with one another. I, I like the, uh, you know, like I said before we started, it's very inspiring that you guys created a whole environment and, you know, you seem to be very tight. I, I was tight with some comedians coming up, but then I, I began to become very kind of insular and family and, and not really hanging out with a lot of comedians. So I wasn't really on the street. I didn't know the street vibe. I was just doing my own thing, going out, doing my comedy clubs, like alone. Yeah. And travel with anybody. There was no like going out to a diner at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's like you do the set, you go home yeah, yeah. and then you're rotting the the, the room for the rest of the week, you know? <laughs> they don't realize that, like, earlier when you're on the road, you spend 18 hours a day in the hotel. Yeah. I mean, there were times where, like, the first people I spoke to that day were the crowd. Yeah, it I'd is. I'd the fucking Crown Plaza or whatever it was. I'd walk to the club, say hello, and then walk on stage, and there's 300 people yeah. in there, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt if you left the room, and I don't know how how you are with like finances, and but I'm, again, I'm very responsible. You start losing money. Well, yeah, you, you leave the room, cost you money. <laughs> you make a thousand dollars a week. As soon as you step outside, the, your, your pay starts going down. What do you spend yeah. money on though? If you're alone in the city. Well, let's say you go to the mall and you're like, oh, there's a cologne. Yeah, you're tempted with, you know, purchasing whatever, a shirt or whatever you want. So as long as you stay in the room, I feel like you're safe. When, when did you when did you get enough money where you started to release a little of your economic anxiety? Or is it still there? It's, it's always going to be there. Just the way I was raised, nothing, my father. Nothing chipped away? Mm, listen, do I spend money? Yeah. yeah. My wife has that in her. What does that mean? Just like. Spending money? Let's have a party. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love to have parties, okay. but the way my wife does parties and the way I do parties are two different things. Okay, how so? Wait, what is the difference? What's your ideal party? Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, you know what time it is. It's time for these prize picks. Let me throw them at you. These are your sing locks, which are not necessarily locks. They're more or less locks. I don't know how my record is doing anymore. Uh, money's coming, money's going. I'm doing pretty well, though. Anyway, my point is, your sing locks. Lamar Jackson, more than 218 passing yards. He's going up against a Rams secondary. They're not that great. They're not bad. They're playing well, but... It, 218 for an MVP candidate, that's easy. Also, Justin Fields, 199 and a half passing yards. 
I still believe in this guy. Maybe I'm an idiot, but I don't think that's a very hard goal to get 200 yards passing. And this one, I do feel confident in. CeeDee Lamb, more. I think 89 and a half is a target as of this episode. I'm telling you, the Eagles secondary beaten up. I'm not saying the Cowboys will win, even though I hope badly that they do finally do fucking something to make me happy and stop disappointing me. But I think CeeDee Lamb can eat up that secondary. Those are your sing locks. Also, you know what you're doing? You're signing up at Prize Picks. Use the promo code Schultz, and they will match your initial deposit up to $100. That means you put in $100, you get $100 for free. That's all you got to do. PrizePicks.com, promo code Schultz. Let's get back to the show. All right, guys, here's the deal. Not everything in a bad habit is bad. So why don't you just make it a habit? Just a little habit. Take out the word bad. That's where Fume comes in. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that helps you kick that bad habit and replace it with one that's not that bad. Because instead of vapor, Fume, this beautiful device right here, uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, it's completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, which are in that other thing, this uses delicious flavors, so you get what I'm trying to say. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit that you are free to enjoy, and it makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume, right here, comes with an adjustable airflow dial. It's designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting. It's a wonderful thing to play with, and it gives your fingers something to do, which is helpful for de-stressing, that little sound right there. You know them weird ASMR videos that your wife probably listens to? I get it now. It's a relaxing thing. This is a wonderful way to help reduce anxiety, break your habits. You gotta try the new Solano Fume right here too. This thing is gorgeous. Premium walnut barrel, onyx coated mouthpiece. Let the boys be boys. Slightly softer finish. So start the holidays off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash flagrant and getting the journey pack today. Again, T-R-Y-F-U-M.com. Now let's get back to the show. We're going through this right now. <laughs> we had a Christmas party last year. You know, they, they, yeah. they, they, uh, we had a, a plan, a party planner. They bring in furniture. It's a, it's a whole, which I kind of like because then it doesn't fuck up your furniture and you don't have anxiety about people spilling shit all over. I'm into the, the furniture. Yeah, part. bringing in the furniture. But again, furniture is a, is a really high expense when you're dealing with a party. To rent furniture, it's, it's, it's a big debt, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At the bartender, you got the catering. You got th there's a lot that goes into having a Christmas party, at least in my wife's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I said this year, let's, let's do something small. You know, let's have a uh, eight, ten people over at the house. We'll we'll get the our friend Dom to 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 cater it. We'll get uh, some drinks. I'll pour them. Right. We don't <laughs> we don't need a bartender. Yeah. But as as it starts, you know. To, to go, it's like, all right, next thing you know, well, there's a truck in the driveway yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's moving people in, yeah. in my house. So yeah. it's, uh, I like to entertain. I really yeah. do. Yeah. And if I spend my money on anything, I don't buy, I don't buy cars. I don't buy jewelry. I buy experiences. Yeah. And if I have experiences with my friends, my family, or yeah. it's a vacation, I'd rather spend my money on that than go out and, and my home. I like to, I like to. Can you relax at your own party? <sighs> yes, I can relax if there is a chef or a bartender there. If I'm cooking, I can't relax because I cooked for 14 people last year and it was a complete, right? You know, you know what my problem is with the cooking? Yeah. I want to make everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't make steak and broccoli. Yeah. I'm making apps. I'm making, <laughs> uh, I'm making, uh, you know, multiple sides. Mm. Let's start with a pasta. And it's only me in the kitchen. Yeah. It's not like I got a sous chef that I'm 
telling him, like, get this out. Yeah. I'm doing everything. Yeah. And my wife is the one who's socializing. Yeah. So yes, I could relax if there's help there. Do you feel responsible for people socially? Like if somebody's bored at your party, do you feel like, okay, I gotta go give them attention? Or are you like, what's wrong with this guy? We curate the party so well. That's not love. That's not love. That everybody the that's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The guest list is a, is, is a good guest list. Yeah. We go, oh, should we invite this couple? Because they would really get along with that couple. Yep. Mm. So we kind of like curate the party so everybody's having a good time. Generally speaking, there's no one really in the corner sulking. And I'm not the guy to go over there and like, boost their spirits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there selfishly so I could have a good time. Yeah, you want everybody to have a good time. But uh, generally speaking, everybody at my parties is, is, is happy and- But how do you deal with the politics of not inviting somebody that may be close to you or your wife? Uh, so that's you know, that's similar to a wedding where you make the cutoff, yeah. right? So by the way, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask you something. Yeah. Um, the mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a question, it's just a statement. <laughs> Every, everybody has facial hair yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on their face yeah, yeah. but me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the only one really playing with it is yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What? 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 what is this it, is new for me. It took me forty years to grow, so I'm still just making sure it's there. I think that's what it is. I'm like, I have it, right? No, it's it's just like, so this man, stop. Yeah. Think of all the questions like, you had about parties. I'm, I'm ready. Like, <laughs> I'm just constantly like, no, 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 tell me. But you know what? It, yeah. it really adds to the interview yeah, yeah. because the, oh. how I associate interesting. this. Interesting. I'm in what I'm talking yes. about. I'm really in. trying to feel like. Let's oh, get to it seems devious yes. sometimes, though, right? He looks like he tied a woman to a train track today. You know? There's a little, you know. There is. Okay, but break it down. How do I cut people off? This uh, is my biggest keep issue. Keep that mustache. I, they won't come. I, I, with my wife, anytime she wants to make a party for me or anything like that, I go, uh, I go, I can't do a party where there's only eight of us. I have so many friends that I would never want to feel left out or whatever. So it's like, you have to surprise me and then I'm not responsible okay. if they're not there. But you will straight off just like cut your friends that you care about and love and you've known for a while. And yeah, yeah those people are invited, but there's like fringe friends. You know, there's friends. Is Pete at every, is he at every party? If, if Pete lived in Los Angeles, he would be at every party. Every single every, party. Every party. Okay, That's what, what, his the, wife as well or he no plus one? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Pete gets plus two. one. Pete, yeah. Pete gets plus yeah. one. Okay. There are yeah. certain people in your life that there are standards that are gonna come to your party. But then there's, then you have like, if you had a party, is everybody in this room invited? Everybody's invited. Okay, and it, it, <laughs> <laughs> that blew his fucking mind. Even no, those guys? Even, no, no, no. Even behind the scenes? Is there a guy outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a guy outside. Is he coming? He's coming. Okay, He's coming so. so. <laughs> he needs someone who's not coming. You can't believe who's it. Who's not coming? You can't believe it. Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Do you have comedian comedian friends <laughs> that you would cut off? There is a yeah, there's a line there. Okay. Yeah, the cutoff starts at yeah, yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah. Comedy you find out there. Yeah, yeah, I mean listen, you can't invite everybody you know. You know that. Not everybody's coming to your party. Yeah. I mean, you could invite, you know, I just had a 50th birthday party. There was like 50 people at the at the party. Ooh, that you kept it tight. I kept it tight. Because you could have extended. Yeah, we could have you know really blown it out, but yeah. uh, we what do you, you spend on something like that? What do you spend on a nice little 50th birthday party? 
Um, I mean, it's not 10 G's. Like, you wouldn't just spend 10 grand on a little 50th birthday party. I'm, I'm, I'm not in the pricing. Yeah, he's, he's not comfortable with this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I mean, we can do it. He's a Catholic no, no, kid, no, no, bro. He's on. not going to talk we, about money. You, you should know. Italians never it's an immigrant, yeah. divulge yeah. what they're spending oh, on you, stuff. Because they got over on you? Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. if you got a deal, you would have told me. No. <laughs> Please believe me. <laughs> if you got a deal, the first thing you would have told me. I, I, I'll just give you this. Million? No, 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 not a million dollars. Two million? There's no <laughs> million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> a party? Be crazy? No. I, can I guess? Can I throw a guess? You don't have to say yes or no. I think it's. I think it's seventy-five. Seventy-five thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, might, I might be a hundred. Actually, money is so dirty, right? It's yeah, dirty. it's a but dirty it's business. So fun. Money's so fun. Are you a guy that likes to tell people, "Yeah, I dropped fifty grand on a kit car"? Yes, because. <laughs> Yes, exact example. Because it's so embarrassing, <laughs> I can say the number. Yeah, but would you tell me how much you spent when you for your wedding? No, I wouldn't. Show. Okay, okay. So we got a deal. I would tell you on the side. I would tell you on the side because we got a deal. We got a nice deal. All right. See, I wouldn't even tell you if when the camera's off and yeah. we leave, I wouldn't even tell you what I spent on my 50th birthday party. But you want to know what I spent on my wedding? I don't care. You do a little I bit. I really don't. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. Now that you know that there's a deal it, involved, I didn't I see your. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see, <laughs> I know I, I didn't see your wedding. I didn't, if I saw your wedding yeah, and if yeah. I was invited, yeah, yeah. Because what we do, Italians always try and figure out how much that stuff costs anyway. <laughs> I would go, okay. What do you think he dropped on this? What do you think? He <laughs> You know, the first thing I thought when I came in here, I started trying to figure out how much is the rent here? <laughs> or does he own it? Right? That's the first thing I'm thinking. As soon as I walked in, I saw the bikes. I go, are those your bikes? Does everybody take a bike here? <laughs> did I not call this? Did I not call this exactly? What did you say, Mark? I said, Sebastian's going to walk in. He's going to be like, what? Is this a fucking car dealership? <laughs> motorcycles lined up on the inside of the thing? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's just what goes on. It is on. peculiar to have all the bikes inside, right? Are those your bikes? Technically, yeah, but everybody kind of has a bike, and they all bring them inside where we all walk around, and that's a lot of the outside inside. I feel okay. I feel like they could maybe park them outside. <laughs> well, no, I mean if you if you got a, those those bikes look expensive. Anytime I anytime I see a bike yeah. that's not a motorcycle that has a thick wheel like that, yeah, I'm thinking that's north of a, a fifteen hundred two thousand dollar bike. Those are there. kit bikes. Those are kit bikes. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, I Chinese got those. market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got those for a fraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you how much we got. He got a guy. There's an Armenian in Glendale. Gives yeah, you he got you that. Yeah, huge okay. discount. No, I'd love a kit bike. Can you give me you. a kit bike? I feel like you could get a lot of things. I don't know. I feel like. Sponsor? You got, that's what I thought. This is what you like. We yeah. found the, the things that you like. We make sure we get the essential water. It's Mark, to be fair, but you curated. I thought that. Your publicist said he won't come on the pod. Unless he has his yerba mate. <laughs> I said this can't be. I said it can't it's be delicious. true. It's delicious. No, yeah. this is this this is a nice touch. It's a nice touch that you actually did some homework on me and found my favorite things yeah. and had them here. That that, yeah. that, that that speaks a lot. We have all your yeah. favorite things. Mm -hmm. We have the yerba mate. We have the essential water. Mm -hmm. I know. A uh, black. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's Don't look at me. Green cologne. Was that a mistake? He looked at me first when he said black. I just let that be known. He kind of stared Dude, right, right, right at me. He doesn't see color. He's not in Chicago anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's, oh, he's like a Sicilian. <laughs> Sicilians do. They're a little bit black, right? Kind of. I don't exactly know. I just know 
that Sicilian people yeah. and black people love to dance. Right? <laughs> that that, yeah. that I, is true. I, I, have to, I have to say, I mean, you as a, as a black guy, when you see an Italian on the dance floor, don't you go, it's pretty good. Top tier white. Top tier white. Wait, are Italians the best white dancers? Yeah. I, I would like to think so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think John Travolta proved that, right? I mean, come on. Yo. Uh, that's true. Are there any other white groups that dance? Irish got the jig. Yeah, Spanish. British dancing. Spanish if you like from Spain, white, like flamenco. Spain, yeah. But they also have that African influence. Yeah, anybody. Mm. <laughs> you need a little, mm. you need a little sauce. All right, guys, you need to hurry up. It's time to talk about Eight Ball Pool, brought to you by Miniclip. I'm playing this shit for real. I'm entering this tournament for real. And remember, the top player wins two tickets to Andrew's show with flights and hotels paid for, MSG tickets included again, so to register for free. All you gotta do is go to eightballpool.com slash flagrant or scan the QR code on the screen and you can redeem your exclusive flagrant avatar by linking your account on the website or app. That right there is how you enter the tournament. Whoever gets the most pool points by this Thursday will be number one on the leaderboard and win the prize. So make sure to play and win as many matches as you can. I'm dead ass, I play this game. I'm a, look, I'm at Lisbon already. You're not, that's not a level you just unlock, unlock naturally. You gotta play some matches. You gotta win some matches to do that shit. I'm going one-on-one right now. My break is coming. Bang, right there, there you go. Just broke. Register now by going to eightballpool.com slash flagrant, claim the avatar, then get playing till Thursday. Bag as many W's as you can. Terms and conditions can be found on the website. And we will announce the winner December 19th. I'll see you at MSG. All right, folks, we gotta take a break because I gotta tell you about the good folks at Keeps. Keeps gives you expert care for hair loss from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to ever, ever have to go to a doctor's office, go to a pharmacy. They deliver everything to you discreetly. There's no need to be embarrassed. Also, all their treatment plans are personalized to address your unique needs and recommended by a licensed medical provider. Treatment plans are also affordable, typically half the cost of a traditional pharmacy price. So there's really no downside here. Keeps offers, offers both of the FDA-approved hair loss treatment options as well as a two-in-one gel that combines the both treatments. You know what I actually use Keeps for? Because I have hair, I be getting dandruff. That's a little embarrassing to admit, but I, I get it. Probably can see some of you zoom in right now because I'm running low on my ketoconazole shampoo that I get from Keeps. So, hair loss or other issues stops with Keeps. And for a special offer to get started, go to keeps.com slash flagrant. And that is K-E-E-P-S dot com slash flagrant. Hair loss needs other hair needs that you might have, keeps.com slash flagrant. Let's get back to the show. Have you done a show in uh, Italy? No, that's what I would like really? to do. That's that's something I, mean, I would dude, like to do. The Coliseum. The Coliseum. <laughs> How do you not, it's expensive as hell was, in rent. It's, uh, I was thinking of Vatican. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Outdoor. You yeah. could do it. You're not going to do it. You're yeah. not going to do it. What's the thing with the painting on the top? Uh, Sistine Chapel. Yeah, you're not no, going to do it. No, not inside. Sistine? We go outside. No. We go outdoor. outdoor. Oh, that would be. <laughs> that'd be Peter's sick. Basilica. That's it. Al fresco. I like I it. I mean. And you can nice. do your act clean. Clean, clean right there, right in front of Papa uh, Jesus. goes there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can Pope Francis come through? Have you met the Pope? No. Have you? No. But I feel like you could make you that happen. You have an You don't think you could make I can't get in. I can't, you I couldn't get, I can't what do you get mean, in. can't get in? I don't think I can get in to see the Pope. I'd have to, I'd have to go with somebody. Like, here. This Who's going to somebody? You're the guy. We've no, often talked about this on the Pete and Sebastian show. Okay. I think George Clooney calls the Vatican. He's in. Right? Mm. No, what? this is, no. You're in. What do you mean, no? You're in with Clooney. <laughs> you're in with Clooney, I'm you saying. You got to Clooney, but yeah. Clooney maybe earlier, but him saying I would need a Clooney. No, you could call. You're 
doing MSG four times. It's, it's okay. Pope don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't the think the Pope knows that? You don't think the Pope got sent one of your bits? You don't think the Pope has seen you do comedy? I don't think so. Bro. No. I don't, I don't think the Pope's watching comedy. Yeah. Do you? He's watching comedy. This Pope. This Pope. Dude, this pope? Yeah. He's, this Pope is this about. This Pope is very progressive. Yeah. yeah. He's got gay people dancing. Yeah. Dinner with the transit, bro. Yeah. yeah. He just exactly. did dinner. I don't know. I just don't. I don't see the Pope sitting down watching YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I feel like he should be doing like other things. He's got Maniscalco on again. Let him be. Let him be. Dude, I think. I, I I think you'd be surprised who's seen it. I, I like every I, president has seen every like modern I'll give, president has seen. I'll give a you clip. a clip. I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. Last night I went to Milos. Oh. Okay. Greek joint. Which one? Hudson Yards or the one up on uh, 50 uh, 50 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven fifty. Lovely, yeah. lovely, lovely. Love my favorite restaurant. Right. Mm. Sit down. My two buddies and Clinton. Is behind me. President Hillary Clinton, or Bill? Both. With another couple. Right? Swinging? How old is the oh, couple? Swinging. I don't dinner. know. You get older, you do weird things. <laughs> I don't know. You they're go having, to Milos. They're having uh, Branzini. <laughs> Swinging. <laughs> they're just out. They were out, out okay. and about. And, uh, you know, there was no... He came by, you know, very friendly. Did he say hi? No. Nothing. He was probably intimidated. Nothing. Intimidated. <laughs> you could be intimidated. You're intimidated. Were you wearing the leather? What, what were you wearing? I had a button-up shirt. It was nothing intimidating. It was but all black. Oh, you were wearing but, all black. But dude. then it was like a gray shirt I had. And the guys that you were eating with were these like serious guys? It's Italian guys. Yeah, <laughs> Billy can't walk up to a table like that. <laughs> what is he gonna say? Yeah. I don't know. This, this woman, a six-year-old woman, came up to our table. She wasn't afraid. What Clinton is? Yeah, dude. No, no. You know what I was surprised though? What? A lot of people taking photos like uh, of him, just mm. just like just like this, you know, like, walking straight up. Yeah, like he's uh, like fish. Yeah, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't really. I was like, where? Isn't there like a? There was security there, but I was like, I thought they would shut that down. But and they didn't at all. No. Did were people taking pictures of you too? Mm, no. He was just the the gravitational. Like, when force. there's a president, yeah, in the room, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's it's amazing how people behave, Re oh. regardless if you're a Republican or Doesn't Democrat. Matter. They can't even have a conversation. Yeah, it's. I it, saw Madonna once at the. Uh, she was at the Comedy Cellar. She was just sitting down at a table, and people couldn't even talk to one another. Every conversation was like this. Yeah, so totally, we'll we'll we'll, we'll definitely go out <laughs> to the. Nobody was listening yeah. at all. Somebody was, said that about hanging out with Eddie Murphy. Everything just, just stops, and you just yeah. everyone's looking at Eddie. Yeah. yeah. Was that what? Uh, was that with was De Niro kind of was that was that like being around De Niro like the, the energy? It, I I haven't been in a social environment with him, so I don't know how yeah. that works socially. And he's so unassuming when he's out and about that you you don't even really know it's it's him. You yeah. know, sometimes I didn't even know it was him when we did the table read. I didn't even recognize him. He came in, in a, like a little hat. Yeah. He had a beard, and I, I wouldn't have recognized him on the street or if he was in a restaurant unless somebody told me. Yeah. But um. No, I didn't. I didn't have that with him on set. I felt like on set it was like a work environment. Yeah, and everybody was kind of like in our own little bubble. Is, is he funny at all? Like in between takes and that kind of shit. Like it, would he bust your balls a little bit? No, or? nothing. No, oh, it was, are you trying to make them laugh. 
Uh, I'm not trying to make anybody laugh. No. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, when I'm on doing a movie, that's all I'm concerned about is uh, I got to memorize these lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. No small talk. Uh, no, no, no. no, not not a lot of that. He he would like go go to his chair. That's so funny. After the yeah. scene, I would go to my chair, and he would have like you know a bunch of papers and whatnot. And be on the phone. He'd be talking. <laughs> yeah. I go, is this guy opening up another notebook? <laughs> 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 this is your life's work. This is the pinnacle of your career. This guy's flipping through the fucking times. Yeah, he's looking at the expense reports. So I, I, uh, I didn't know there wasn't that. There wasn't that relationship. He's he's a quiet guy. Yeah, he's a quiet guy. Yeah. He's kind of to himself, mm -hmm. and he doesn't talk a lot. If you talk to him, he'll, he'll engage. Yeah, but it's not like we cut, and I'm like, so what's going? We going tonight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's none of that. He's it like, was, I'm eighty. Get <laughs> 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 some rest. Am I going tonight? What about Pesci? Was Pesci a little bit? Uh... Pesci, um, he was very cordial and hey, and you know, welcome yeah. to the set, nice. And then he called me into his dressing room afterwards. We, we we spoke in there. He he was a lot more outgoing. Yeah, and we we golfed together uh, back in L.A. So he he's definitely a more of a kind of a outgoing guy. He lived with my uh, grandparents weirdly for like a year. Really, when he was like a teenager, this is in like Montclair, New Jersey. I think he grew up out there in like in in Montclair. How are your uh, grandparents? He was friends with my uncle, and I think that I don't know, he like needed a place to stay or some shit and ended up just kind of like living with the grandparents and my uncle for a little while. Whoa. Yeah, randomly. That's crazy. Yeah, and then just goes and becomes one of the most iconic actors ever. Yeah. But yeah, they were just like sipping Robitussin for a summer. <laughs> <laughs> I think back in the day, Robitussin had like the, uh, what is it called? Uh, the amphetamines? Yeah, it had like yeah. an amphetamine. The lean. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so you could get kind of like high on it. How do you know that? Yeah. This guy knows everything. He knows how to sell a fake Porsche. This guy, <laughs> <laughs> Does the movie sets ever get monotonous? Like, like, is it? Are you annoyed being on the set of a movie? It's not. It was not the most fun experience for me. What, what bothers you about it? It's you know doing stand up. You know, it's it's like you can't compare. You it, can't compare it. It's, it's the so best gig in the world. Boring compared to stand up. Yeah. But you still want to do it. Like, I understand, I imagine where you're coming from, which is like your whole life, you're watching movies and you're seeing these things come to life. And you're like, I have the opportunity to do it with the greatest actors ever. Mm -hmm. And also storytelling, which is what, you know, we do in comedy. The, the pinnacle of storytelling, in my opinion, is through film. Like, you actually get to fucking see it. But while you're making it. But what's more satisfying <sighs> when it's done, when you're watching it back? That's where you get the satisfaction. So you got to kind of keep your eye on the on the prize going, okay, you got to kind of go through all this. And at the end of this, the end product is what you're kind of hoping that turns out is fabulous. Is that more satisfying than watching one of your specials when it's done and edited and all that? Uh, I even don't even like watching the specials. I like the process of doing stand-up yeah. comedy. I don't necessarily like to watch yeah. the end product on a, on a special. <laughs> is, is it hard, like, doing jokes and everybody on set can't laugh because it fucks up the take? Mm -hmm. Did you get used to, like, doing jokes to silence? That was a big, big problem for me, still is. Uh, so you would do this uh, scene, right? As a comedian, they yell cut, and you're like, all right, where's the standing of <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. uh, We're moving on. Moving on. You know, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, there's no, 
There's no feedback. No feedback. Yeah. Although doing this new show, I, uh, Chuck Lorre and Nick Bakai are very good of, of about Reassuring. laughing. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, great. It's, yeah, it's so show is bookie on Max, by the way. Yeah. 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 Some uh, some directors know what like comics need, mm -hmm. and they'll kind of lean in a little bit more to yeah. it. Because we do need, because there's moments I, when I came to the screening of uh, of the movie about my father, right? And it, and there's moments where you're doing like, you're, you're you're being big, like the bird thing, where the act out you're doing, and it was like I'm imagining you doing that on set, and everybody's told to be quiet, and then they're going cut, and I'm imagining what I would feel in that moment, like I'm being big and I'm trying to be funny. Feel this big. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, let me see if I could like reach out here and do something funny or whatever. How do you do that? And then cut, and then it's like that's like. De Niro takes out the times. Silence in an act out is just brutal. Oh, oh, no dude, bro, you What you're hoping they yell cut and everybody like. Just holding it in. Yeah. 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 But when they, you don't hear it, even after the cut, you're yeah. like, oh, that died. Yeah. What was the biggest bomb you felt on set? That one. That 100%. That, yeah, that was definite. And because Can that's, you describe the scene for, for people? Watching? So I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm walking around. Me and De Niro are on a, just this, them this, in the room. In a bedroom. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking about my wife's side of the family. And I think the line was something like, yeah, and they're, they're walking around like, like birds, I'm like, <laughs> but I, I'm even watching it. I go, I don't think that's that funny. I, even I said as I was, I was watching, I go, no wonder I didn't get a laugh. That sucked. <laughs> but in the room is just the two of us, so it's him and De Niro, and he's going for it. And you don't know in the moment is like, is De Niro like going? This is the funniest shit I've ever seen. Is he egging you on, like, or is he going? I think he was even going, what are you doing? No, 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 Why? 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 I just, because you saw it. I'm sure you were sitting in your seat going, what the fuck is that? So, yeah, no, I I don't know. It it was a learning experience, that movie. You got to say your Eddie Murphy one. Oh, dude, I bombed so big in front of Eddie. Eddie's the reason I did stand-up. So and I had three lines in this movie, and I have like one with Eddie, and I the line I fuck up seven times in a row, and it's not a scene where there's like six people here and a few cameras. It's in a nightclub with minimum one hundred naked strippers dancing around, okay, and then people fake tipping the strippers, whatever. It's Jonah Hill, it's Eddie Murphy. And I got to say a line, and I don't even know what the fucking line is, to be honest with you. Even to this day, I've like, I blacked it out, PTSD. But it's something like, yeah, you know he was doing coke because he had it all over the strip in Las Vegas. And I go, you know he's on a strip in Vegas. Ah, oh, fuck. You know he's on a coke. And I do five in a row, and I finally get it. And I'm like, yeah, you know he's doing coke doing a strip in Las Vegas. And then Eddie's supposed to like kind of play with me. He goes, Yeah. <laughs> pin, drop, drop. Bro, pin drop nothing okay i'm sitting there and i'm just like well this is everything i've ever dreamed for in my entire life everyone there worked for nothing it's i'm sitting there i'm like fuck man i just fucked up my moment because that day that morning i'm going in going i'm gonna kill this line and he's gonna go we should go back out on tour it's over yeah literally the next scene you know felipe esparza yeah, yeah. hilarious comic felipe comes out 
he has a line, right? And he comes in and his line is, uh, hey man, I got you these things. It's the edible, edible arrangements, right? He comes in, he goes, I got you these things, these edible arrangements. Eddie's supposed to respond to him. He stops the steam. He goes, stop. He looks at Felipe, he goes, you're fucking hilarious. He <laughs> 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 stops production. He goes, you're hilarious. That was amazing. Let's do that again. And you're there watching I'm us. sitting yeah. there watching faking tip strips. And he's doing his line. <laughs> oh. And Eddie's like, you got to do that again? <laughs> oh, just one tear comes down, bro. So you were hoping that he would have said that to you. Oh, of course. Are you kidding me? So, so did you have any banter with him coming into the scene? Off no, I was like so nervous to even like... I just, you know, hold him to such high regard that I didn't, I didn't want to make him feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. In any way. You, you have know? so many scenes with De Niro that doesn't go well in your eyes. Are you scared to improv with him after? Uh, yeah, your confidence is a little shot. Yeah, I think you know, <laughs> yeah. coming off, a, <laughs> coming off a, a physical bit in a movie and they're getting nothing. <laughs> the next scene, we're like, I'll just stick it to the script. <laughs> Stop, stop improvising. Oh, that was, that was a choice you made at once. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, in the moment. Comic, no, no, yeah. Can you explain the idea of, like, uh, of making a choice in acting? Because I think that's something a lot of people don't get. You get a script, but it doesn't tell you physically what else to do. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a story you told about the flick in the pin on, on Pesci's Yeah, lapel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and... It doesn't yeah. tell you to do it in the script. It doesn't tell you, but you just, you know, you, you, you start doing stuff in a scene that might not be written in the script. The problem is, if you do not commit, and this is, this is true to stand-up comedy, and, and, and I know this because it, I could tell if I don't commit to a bit, it's, it's dead in the water. Yeah. Same thing with acting. If you do not commit 100% to what you're doing, it comes off as false, fake, people see right through it. Okay. And I believe when I was walking around that bedroom like a bird, it wasn't 100% commit, commitment <laughs> for me. Can you show us what that would look like, 100% commitment? Oh, God. Almost like, like even, even just doing it, like, if you want me to get physical. See, I didn't I get see that. it. I see it. I didn't even. I just did, nobody I just, did that. And nobody never, did that. That's what I was looking for yeah. in the scene. Yeah. See, I just started to do a little of it, and I'm getting laughs. Back there, out, yeah. it, it was. It wasn't as committed, and, and, and it, it shows. It bleeds right through the film. You saw it. I was looking at it in the, in the movie theater going, it's not funny. <laughs> not funny. It was, it was not... It was not heckling it was not, your own movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you. This guy stinks. <laughs> sucks. Who is this guy? Yeah, for me... Did they that, yell cut mid, like... No. <laughs> like, tell me what happens in the scene. No, I think I'm doing... I'm, I think I'm doing that even longer. <laughs> You know, trying to make something happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no way to cut there. around it because you were, you could have cut it out. It's your movie. Yeah, but even like that needed to be in there because you know I oh, I go I'm like oh, I just it's, it's it, you know it's, it's the best we got. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have you have grander ideas in your yeah. head of how something is going to go. Yeah. like you and Eddie Murphy. Oh, you thought that was going to be oh this is going to be an amazing scene, yeah. and when it doesn't go as amazing as you'd like it to go it's a, a learning experience and b you know it's, it's very it's very disappointing but i took all those experiences from that movie yeah. and built upon it for the next project yes that movie i had 
excruciating, I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying what was going on in my head. Yeah. I had excruciating sciatic pain ripping down my right leg, right? From the bird? No, 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 just from life. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. From, from stress yeah. and, and back issues. And I was in Alabama, right? Away from my family, away from my kids for nine weeks. And I was contemplating, what am I doing here? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. have two kids. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. doing a movie. This is fantastic. But I felt like I was disappointing almost my family. Yeah, yeah two months. So, yeah. 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 It's a, it's a long, that was a long time. So, yeah. so not to say that I wasn't 100% committed, but externally, I, I, I wasn't in a good place. I was, Plus, I was, if you're I was, on the road for stand-up, every night you know, I crush. So I'm away from my family, but I know what I just did. Mm-hmm. I, Movie yeah. you don't know. I also think that like people don't realize, like, and again, I'm not trying to counter pockets here, but <laughs> when when someone like you does a movie, when someone like Kevin Hart does a movie, oftentimes they're losing money. They have to stop touring, hoping that maybe this movie it absolutely explodes and you get a piece of it. I, obviously, I don't know what the financials are right there, but like, I don't think people realize that. I think people just go, oh, movies. Everybody makes $20 million a movie and that's just what it is. It's a labor of love until you're yeah. George Clooney. Absolutely. That was, um, I basically did the movie for, for free. Yeah. It, it, was a, it was a free, in comparison to what I make doing stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. This, sure. this was like, but you want to broaden your audience. You know, sometimes yeah. you want to like, Challenge yourself. You're yeah. Like, oh, yeah, let, let's see what a movie feels like. Let's see what a TV show feels like. You kind of got to get out of your. What comfort do you think zone. with the TV show? I like don't... in terms of scheduling and lifestyle, easier than the film? For me, it was because it was in LA. Yeah. Yeah. It was with Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre, maybe give some background on like what he's done in monster. television. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two and a half men. Yeah. Big Bang Theory. Young Sheldon. Mom. He don't need to work anymore. Yeah. No, don't need to work anymore. Kaminsky method. So he he was a joy to work with, and working with someone like that who's got north of a thousand episodes of TV under the belt, and they're all successful. I felt a lot more comfortable with him in that environment. We were in Los Angeles. He knows what he wants. He's he's quick. You know the whole thing about these TV and it's like you're waiting around. Oh, this was this yeah, day, this dude. this was like this was really quick. Yeah, I mean, this was like nine, ten-hour days, which is for for that type of stuff is short, short yeah. days. Yeah. So I had a really, re- totally different experience doing Bookie than I did the the movie. Not well, not not the poopoo of the movie, but the who else is in Bookie? Uh, Omar Dorsey plays my 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 muscle. Uh, uh, Andrea Anders is in it. Plays my wife. Uh, Vanessa Ferlito is my sister. Does your wife? Get to choose who your wife is or my, have a say? No. Uh, th- we ran into a little issue when I did a pilot six years ago for NBC. I remember that pilot. And Vanessa Lachey was going to play my wife. And my wife all of a sudden wanted to get into acting. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could do it. <laughs> you could do it. Yeah, yeah. So she had like a, there was a little kind of. Think of some jealousy or you think. A little bit. Yeah. Little, really? A little yeah. bit. Not, not necessarily. I just think that's kind of hard to swallow sometimes that your your husband is going to have a wife on set. There might be a kissing scene. It's, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't blame her. But, uh, and, and she's, she's fabulous. I mean, just. Just she's so easygoing, but that one little that was like a little like 
I, I want to do it. I want to. I want to try try acting. And that was and like, how'd you how'd you work that out? I said, well, you ain't doing that. <laughs> 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 so uh, what was her reaction? No, it, it, you know, she got over it. I think it was just a small speed bump in in the in the road, and you know, it it, 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 it was it was fine. But other than that, she's been you know since then. I've had a couple wives and 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 shows, and she's. Doesn't doesn't care anymore. So your wife on this show is just she's alright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my, Yo, that's crazy. My, if your wife doesn't get insecure, <laughs> you're like, did we hire the right guy? <laughs> <laughs> Should we go a little? <laughs> what are we doing? Here? <laughs> you know what? We ended up becoming good friends with Vanessa and Andrea. All these the wives I've had in these films. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Bibb and about my father, we've we've become like fast friends with uh, with their family, so it's it's been great. Isn't Char nice. Charlie Sheen on this one? Yeah. Charlie Sheen makes uh, an he, appearance. Yeah, 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 Charlie Sheen's. Yeah. Uh, He's in the trailer. Yeah. Chuck Lorre and Charlie Sheen, you know, they kind of parted ways after yeah. two and a half. Man, they had that big blowout, and this is kind of the reunion of Chuck Lorre and Charlie Sheen. Wow. So I I collect. Uh, he plays himself. So he's 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 running a, a a poker game out of a, a rehab facility that he used to go to, and huh. he's no, he's not in the rehab. He's just running the poker game, and I go to collect money because I'm his bookie, and he's in two of the episodes. So wait, but, wait, so how was Charlie? Was he was he cool? He's cool, great, great guy, very humble, very quiet. You know, very quiet, very professional. I mean, this guy's been acting God knows forty years, sober, run, running line, yeah. Yeah, so he's clean just, and sober. He's back in. He's, wow. He was. Did he reflect at all on that time where? No, that never brought up. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so you didn't? When you're hanging with him, I know as a comedian, there's part of you that's like, just fucking tell me. Dude, I, ain't, I ain't that guy. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that he's guy. that guy. You couldn't you look are. at my mustache without bringing it up. But that's I know, different. I know, but this is this. We're talking about. We're talking about like a. This guy is traumatic. Point of his life. I, I'm not, yeah. not going to bring that. The fact back that you compared like a really good point. Yeah. The fact that you compared your mustache. Yeah, I'm a crazy person. <laughs> I think that's what we realized after that moment right there. You're right. Thank you. Yeah. No. There was there was no mention of that. You know. I kept it kept it professional. Mm. professional. I feel like yeah. For yeah. you, private lives are private lives, and that's what. Yeah. Matters. Whatever you do. And it's, but it's also, your what business. a great idea because who is not going to at least tap into one episode outside of your fans? Like your fans are going to show up, but the world that doesn't know or doesn't care yet to see your show, but it's like, what is Charlie Sheen up to? Yeah. He's gonna tap in. Yeah, you would think. It, uh, and he's a stud acting wise. He's like, great. He's yeah. great. And he's where great. did the character come from, the bookie? Was it your creation? Was no, it Chuck? Nothing. Chuck, Chuck and Nick Bakai. Nick Bakai was a, a writer who is involved in gambling. He, he He's involved in that world. He likes to gamble and he knows the ins and outs of, of, of bookies and, and whatnot. They said, hey, I pitched him a story about my life. Yeah. But then I'm like, as I'm pitching, I go, do I really want to be me again? <laughs> Can I That's, pitch you something real yeah. quick that might already have been made, but I think it's the wildest story? I, this is the one I told you about. <clears throat> World War II, America has to go and kind of fuck up Italy a little bit. They have to find a way to enter Europe. They find out that the Italian mob in Sicily is very against Mussolini. So they connect with Lucky Luciano in New York and ask if they can get help from the That's Italian sick. mob to map out Sicily so they can invade from the south. 
So the mob in New York and Sicily helps the American army enter Italy and rid it of the tyrant that is. Imagine a mob movie where you can root. You're rooting for the mob. Like, how has this not been made? Now, and this, this might show my ignorance. Is this a true story? This is a true story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This, thought, is, this is a true fucking story. And I'm like, no idea. there's all these fake mob stories. You have the craziest real mob story that involves real dude. Like Lucky Luciano. I'm pretty sure it's Lucky, He's, right? He yeah. started This is a real mafia. fucking guy. They get does, to be the pseudo good guys during this. It does like, sound like a story like an Italian uncle made up though, right? You know, it like, might be. Yo, you know, we killed the Nazis, right? Like, we, we, ended, <laughs> we got them out of here. You know, we ended World War II. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? Is that true? <laughs> but I mean, how is that? Isn't that like an I, amazing? I think it's a fabulous story. And I think, and I'm surprised you wasted the pitch here. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I, cut it. Cut that into Charlie Sheen. Cut, cut, cut it. Cut both of those. Take that. Take yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it Is this real time? We're taking this out. We're live. Operation Husky, I guess. Is the, was what it was called. I had no idea. But, but like, I, no, it, it is a great premise for a movie. I like it. At least you cut that out, though, and you yeah. should pitch that. Cut it out. We sell it together, guys? We sell yeah, it. We, we go in together. It. We take it there. We need an yeah, Italian yeah. To, to help yeah, us. Otherwise, just, I'll just be there, and he could do the pitch, and I'll just be yeah. there as, a, as, the, as the Italian. The Scottish guy yeah. can appropriate <laughs> Sicilian culture, so we need, a, we need some warm yeah. blood in there. Had, yeah. Did you so, have to talk to real bookies for this role? I asked Chuck, should I... Do a deep dive, you know, because I'm like, want to be collaborative and whatnot. He goes, no, don't, don't, you know, don't, 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 you know, we, we want you. We want you, yeah, how, not what a traditional. Yeah, how much of you did you feel comfortable bringing onto this? Uh, like, a lot. Okay. A yeah. lot. I mean, I, I play a very sympathetic bookie. Uh, I'm not out to like <laughs> right. break legs and, 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 and bust heads. Um, but yeah, he wanted more kind of my, my take on it. Not so much. Yeah, I, I, I. You know, researched a little bit about bookies and talked to people who use bookies. I, I've never used a bookie before, but it was interesting to find out a bookie in this particular landscape of how he's navigating possible pending doom of the state of California legalizing gambling and kind of where does that leave him? Yeah, yeah. So, and I also like the fact that we go into a lot of different areas in Los Angeles, like uh, we're collecting money from a trust fund kid, we're collecting money from a housewife, a college kid, and, and everybody in between. So it takes you into a lot of different environments where it's like, oh, okay, this is this is cool, and it plays to my comedy because it's you know, it's, you know, observe and 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 get to, a chance to play a lot with with the environment. Well, that's really smart. Yeah, there was a show called High Maintenance. It was like a really successful web series that HBO did, where a weed delivery guy went to a bunch of different houses, mm. and this is. That, but more interesting. Mm. It's a bookie, yeah. which is just all automatically. This is something Akash does a lot. It's like when you have this great idea that you think is unique, <laughs> he just likes to remind you that it's you know, been, been done, done before. before. <laughs> yeah, okay. this is. He does this five times a month, but this is better. Like, I was shocked when I said that thing about World War II. He wasn't. Oh yeah, that was already done. <laughs> <laughs> Indians did that a long time ago. Yeah, that's how we got the British out of that. Yeah. <laughs> That was a little creepy how hard I inhaled, but this actually, this soap right here, Dr. Squatch, smells fantastic. I'm not even lying to you. Let me tell you something. I've been a body wash guy for a long time. I'm back on the bar soaps. I don't use washcloths because it's only my bar soap. I have my own bathroom. <laughs> Basically means my wife won't let me use the better bathroom, but whatever. It is what it is. Anyway, I swear to you, I am using Dr. Squatch. I'm using a different one. I'm using the rum one because I can't drink, but this gets me as close as I can. But this right here, Birchwood Breeze, smells fantastic, as do most of their soaps, and it is made of 98% natural stuff, which means they don't have any harmful ingredients. If you look at the back of most soap stuff or body wash stuff, you don't know what the hell's going on back there. 
This 98% natural Dr. Squatch soap will have you looking, smelling, and feeling your best in and out of the shower. Again, I love that Birchwood Breeze. The holidays are coming up. Get you a box of that right now and some other scents. You can get stocking stuffers. You know how Americans do stockings and they stuff them with stocking stuffers? I've never done stocking stuffers, but if I did, I would absolutely stuff stockings with Dr. Squatch. And right now, Dr. Squatch is offering a huge saving to our listeners. They've never done this before. All customers will get three free bar soaps plus free shipping with any purchase of three bars. So you buy three, you get three for free. You might not need soap for the rest of the goddamn year. Quite frankly, the way this Dr. Squatch lasts, body wash you go through super quickly. Fucking loof is probably disgusting. Anyway, go to drsquatch.com slash flagrant to receive a buy three, get three offer. That is D-R-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H dot com slash flagrant to buy three soaps and get three free. It is time to get all the daily routine essentials that you'll need to start feeling good and smelling like a man today. Dead ass. If you buy this and it doesn't smell good to you, DM me. I'm not going to give you no money back, but I'll apologize personally because I promise you won't do it. Fuck, that smells good. Let's get back to the show. This is the call to action. To all human beings with dicks, you might be males, you might be females, I don't know how you identify, but if you have a dick or a dick is ever involved in your sex life, you know what you need? You need what these lights indicates, and that is Blue Chew. Blue Chew is designed to help you have better sex. They got plenty of options, all right? If your dick game is weak, you need a little bit of harder dick, what's wrong with that? You want a little bit more sensitive dick, what's wrong with that? Ladies, if your significant other... You want a little better dick game from them? There's nothing wrong with giving them some Blue Chew. All you got to do is go to BlueChew.com and they'll take care of you. It can take whatever you need. They got it, okay? And if you're a flagrant listener, you know the deal. We've had a wonderful offer for years of Blue Chew. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code flagrant at checkout. They give it to you for free. All you got to do is pay for $5 shipping. So to have the best dick in your life, to receive the best dick, to give the best dick in your entire life, you just got to pay $5 at bluechew.com if you use the promo code flagrant. Again, you get your first month free. You just got to pay $5. That's a month of phenomenal phallus for $5. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information because they give a fuck about that as they should. And we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring this podcast from day one. They're OGs. Bluetooth.com. Let's get back to the show. You used to be into gambling a little bit, right? Yeah, I used to Wait, gamble. Would you, would you get yeah. you throw it out a little bit? The only reason I was gambling, uh, my reason for it, was while I was working at the Four Seasons Hotel, I did not like necessarily waiting on tables. I got I got burned out. So when I would go to Vegas, I would gamble hoping I would win so I could take off work and concentrate more on stand-up. Mm. Obviously, that that didn't work. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I didn't win. Um, but later, I found out the only way you really leave a casino with money is performing there. Yeah. And that's the route I went. What was so, your game when you played there? Blackjack and Wheel of Fortune. Best game. The best game. Do you ever get break down Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> like Wheel literally of Fort- the Wheel of Fortune slot machine. No. How much are you throwing in per game? Uh it was I think three dollars okay. to get the the, the spin. And back then, when you're making a grand a week at a comedy club, three dollars is a lot of money. That's up. So that's that was my game. And there was a there was a, a machine at Treasure Island. <laughs> it it, 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 it used to pay, and it then was the loose. loose. Yeah. <laughs> next time I went in there, they remodeled the whole thing. I know. That's it. They the were on to. So no. of course, I tried to find it. Yeah. <laughs> and I lost everything. Yeah. 
What was so, the most you were ever up though? I left Las Vegas, and again, this is this is pittance with fifteen hundred dollars, and I thought I was I thought the I was loaded. Man I thought I was loaded. I thought, man, I did. Uh, <laughs> you beat I, it. They're gonna have to close it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was it. It was not nothing big. Are you into fights at all? Are you into are you in boxing? I love boxing. Yeah. I have never been to a live UFC or boxing match, and it's one of my bucket lists to, to do. When do you want to go? Let's go. Yeah, I, we need to go. I need to go. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll, we're going to have to make some cuts, right? Not everybody's going to be invited. <laughs> well, let's say, say, if, say if you call me up yeah. and say, hey, I got tickets to go to see, name the fighter. Israel, Is everybody going? Say again? Is everybody in the room? So that's, the, that's the weird thing about <laughs> me is that, yeah. And it makes it really hard. So we're- I'm rolling like Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, you come deep. Yeah. Okay. See, if I called you, I said, let's go out to dinner or let's go to an event. It's just me and you. Yeah, my, my wife's not even. I show up with my wife. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> 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 Who no, invited her? <laughs> if it's a couple thing- You'll tell yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll know. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it's nice that you incorporate everybody. It's it's, it's nice. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's cute, <laughs> right? It's no, cute. But, that he does. but, but no. even like if you get invited to something that he's going to, mm. and you find out everybody's going, do you go? Everybody yeah, exactly. <laughs> loses the allure for me. Yeah, exactly. You feel oh, like so I shouldn't invite him. We're all everybody? going to UFC thing. And he's like, yeah, I got everyone tickets. I'm like, oh my god. Well, that's very everyone's nice. Gone. That's very nice. You're very inclusive. <laughs> yeah. Right. Have you always been like that? Very yeah. inclusive, very kind of outgoing guy. I, I think it's more just like I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or make them feel like uh, they're not a part of it. Okay, so so you, if you had your choice, not everybody would would go. You just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, feel, just feel bad. You feel bad. No? In, your ideal world, in, my, like, in my mind, I thought I was being the good guy in that moment, <laughs> and you just exposed what a piece of shit I am. <laughs> he's, he's, soft. He's, he's being soft. Yeah, he's me. like, oh, if I don't fight him, they're going to be mad at me. <laughs> right? I wouldn't want them to feel like uh, they're not an equal part in this. But he does his detriment. He'll get two seats ringside. He gets to be right there, and then instead, it's all seven of us in the middle, in the back. Because he'd rather have more seats in the back than the two up front. Okay. And I'm looking at him like an idiot. Like, dude, just take the better seats. Okay, so you would sacrifice your own pleasure of watching something for the betterment of the team. Unless he doesn't want to go with you anymore. Unless my wife is there, and because she won't sacrifice yeah. her, <laughs> her watching enjoyment. Like, if I was like, yeah, we could just sit in a shittier place, but we'll all sit together. And she'd be like, why? Yeah. <laughs> she wants the front row. No, it's very commendable. I, I, I like your style in that way. I, I, I wish I could be more inclusive like that and invite a lot more people. That, but I'm just not like that. I, just, I like a tight, tight group. Tight. Tight. Eight yeah. tops? Eight. I said two. Me and somebody else. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> no, there, there is a number, though, of like a dinner, for example. There's a number where... It breaks off into so many little conversations. It's like, why are we all eating together? Mm, Do you yes. know what I'm talking about? Like, what is it? Maybe six. When not they start making you the, the prefix meal because you went, you know, over eight. It's a long table, not a round table. Yeah, round we're not all hanging out anymore. Yeah. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's an eight top round, which I think is a good, good. The Chinese, the Chinese, they get it right. You go eight top rounds, and they have the things spinning. Everybody could talk to everybody. Mm, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, that's when you go long. You go long, you only got this person here, right and left, and maybe a couple diagonals. Maybe. Maybe. But I feel round is a, a Be honest, when you go out and you see a long table, do you jockey? For I leave. 
<laughs> Andrew leaves too. He's got the prereq. No, must have backs. Oh, that's seats. the other thing. I don't do like a communal table picnic stuff. If it's a bench with no back, I'll leave the restaurant. That bothers me. I can't. I need a back to a seat. I'm at a point where my back muscles are not strong enough for me to just sit upright for a whole dinner. And also digest. I mean, it's yeah. The whole thing. It's a it is. It is ruined if there's not a back. If it's a tall stool for me and no back, I'm just. No. I'm not sitting oh, on a yeah, tall like stool. A bar, I, that's like a, my job. Like you could just stool. do a bar stool for dinner. Oh no, no. I mean, I don't know if I would go as far as like leaving the restaurant if there was no back. No on, other option. On, on the seat. Yeah, I mean, like, it, well, it depends. If you and your wife go out and there's no back on the seat, are we just... We're eating at home. Okay. Well, or we're going to another restaurant. Okay. Or I have to find a wall next to the end of the bar. Okay. And that's my back. Well, it's good that you know what you want, right? Support this. I can't... You support it? Absolutely. Really? I can't believe that you would, you would tolerate such a thing. Well, the, 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 the restaurants I generally pick... Yeah. They're not... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, some foodie spots will do this, and you're like, "What are we doing?" Yo, this I have. I've. Uh, have you been to, to Tokyo? Have you been to Japan? I have been to Japan, but on a USO tour, not for a vacation. Okay, so no sushi. You didn't do it. Oh, yeah, we didn't do the whole. Like you would now. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't go out. Go out. No, at the, at the time, no, I did not go out. Why is, is it? I, I had, I mean, I went with my wife. We had amazing sushi. And, uh, but there is a place that I would recommend avoiding that you might want to frequent if you hadn't spoken to me first. You know, the Jiro guy from Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Yeah. That was the worst sushi we had. In, really? Yeah. <laughs> almost inedible. Really? Yeah. And isn't he like at a train station? Yeah. Yeah. No good. Hard to find. Hard to find. Hard to get in. Hard, Hard to get in? How'd you get in? Like, what, what, like, what do you do <laughs> internationally to get into a joint like that? Do you, do you got to go through? Are you involved in that? Uh, oh, this guy. Let me tell you something. Yeah. This guy. There is no door that cannot be opened. It is one of the most amazing things, watching him amoeba into whatever he needs to be in order to get us where we need to go. I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> you haven't even, you haven't never seen anything like this. Well, give me like an example. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, the Jamil example, when you guys are at the place in London, do you remember this? I wasn't even there. This, this? this is something he told me. Okay, where go, go. There's Or me in study abroad with you. Oh, okay. This is, this goes back to when we were kids. We were in Paris, 21 years old. I go to visit him in Paris. He goes, listen, the way you get into nightclubs here, there's an old lady that's at the door for every nightclub. Right. And he goes, if I look at you, just nod and smile. I go, what are you going to say? He goes, don't worry about it. If I look at you, you just nod and smile. Right. We go up. There's like fucking eight guys. There's like, you, we should never be in this fucking nightclub. He goes, he starts schmoozing. He speaks French. He's talking to the old lady, looks over. And I just go, walk in, takes us to some table. I'm up there. Everybody's dancing. All of a sudden the owner of the nightclub comes and walks over. Right. And he's like, uh, he goes, hey, man, uh, thank you so much for coming. This means so much to us that you would be here. And I'm like, all right. And he goes, and congratulations about your movie. I'm like, okay. And uh, I find out he told them that I was Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, no, fuck you. I'm sitting there with the owner the whole night because he just fucking 
you know, yapping in my ear while he's out here trying to take down chicks to his, you know, horrible little. Which I did. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But is that premeditated? Do you go in to he's these. flexible. You have to figure Whatever out what happens, they want, what they You know need? how Floyd just figures it out in the ring? Yes. Oh. That's this guy. And I've seen I'm, him do it across yeah. the board. What's the Jamil thing in London? The Jamil thing is a similar thing, but it's the Olympics in London. And he goes up to the door and he goes and looks at Jamil. Jamil's a taller black dude with dreads. And he's good. And Jamil just waves. The same exact thing. I told Jamil he was a, he was a runner. Was yeah, a Olympic runner. athlete. Olympic athlete. We had our passes from viewing the Olympics, but it looked official. And I'm the Jewish guy next to a cool-looking black guy. You, know, you did this like, with Meek yeah, Mill? I managed him, and he he's played, on the 4x400. He you can't pick the specific there. event. You have to be it was part of Vague. the relay team so that they're not going to— No, that's supposed to be— This is just, the move. This is the move. He does this. He'll Google who the owner is, right? And when he goes and talks to the maitre d', it's just word salad. He's not even making complete sentences. But he'll get the owner's names, right? And he'll be like, hey, how you doing so much? Yeah, we're just in from Miami and Art Basel. And yeah, obviously this whole F1 thing is such a debacle. David Lucas told me to come by in any way. He just buzzwords, buzzwords, Hit buzzwords. And they're in a fucking fast. tailspin. They have no clue what to do. And <laughs> they just go find table. Wow. You've never seen anything like this. You have to confuse When me. you're dealing with somebody, you don't even speak the language. That you go at the hotel. The hotel does everything. Oh, the hotel. Okay. That shit is hard to get into. Into out like over there, things are hard to get into for them. But when you're just at a hotel, you tell the concierge, and they want foreigners to go. Okay, it was probably the easiest reservation to get. All right, but it do not go. It was twenty two minutes, five hundred dollars. Oh, it wasn't five hundred dollars, a thousand because you have to buy a blazer. <laughs> oh, that's go. right. I bought a suit to go because I read all the rules, and they like you have to respect this as tradition. We didn't drink alcohol there. We didn't even talk to each other. Like, it was, it was awful. I hate that sushi shit. You don't talk. It's just sit, eating at the bar. That's a date night. That's terrible. I mean, I, I wanted it. Here, you don't have that. Here, we do whatever. Even the sushi bars where it's just a bar and yeah. there's not really tables. I'm not sitting next to you like it's fucking They're lunch. They're not a really. talkative bunch, the Japanese, when I know, they eat. I know. Get what they do. Assimilate a little <laughs> they bit. Don't, they don't like to chop it up about what's going on. No. Well, <laughs> they speak Japanese. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> right? yeah. You know what? They might be talking. Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> No, we would go and see the people on dates there, and they'd just both be on their phones. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they're a quiet culture. Japanese. Quiet culture. And they're very neat. I like Japanese people. Very, very neat and very, very systematic. Yeah, that's a big thing for you. I like, yeah, I like organization. Did a mess outside bother you when you walked in? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. What do you we mean? cleaned up for you. <laughs> 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 do your no. kids throw a wrench in that though? You're so organized also when you have these yeah, kids. I'm not that organized. Listen, I play it up like I'm like, it's not like I, I got matching, uh, you know, sock drawer and whatnot. I mean, yeah, they're organized, but no, nah, you're organized. Yeah, you're, you're organized. organized. Yeah, yeah. You're organized. Please, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, if well, you had the magic sock drawer, you'd be happy like, if you had like a. Yeah, I have matching sock drawer. <laughs> um, no, it didn't bother me. I mean, listen, it's just like a, it's a hang, you know? It's like a, it's a bunch of guys hanging around, it's a bunch of bikes. What's going on? It's a beautiful that's a Soho dish. studio. No, it's, 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 it's a hang, though. It's yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's, 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 what does it mean, a It's hang? like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know? Yeah, you've seen it's that. not a layer? <laughs> yeah. Are you saying this is a layer? It's a sewage dump. layer. No, it's, it, listen, you have bikes <laughs> next to the couch, okay? Yeah. So it's like a... It's like a hang. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess it is a hang. It's like a frat, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, like a, it's, it's got like a fraternal environment. Did you have to do any weird stuff to get into your frat? No, I, you know the only thing I had to do was, um, and I don't even know if this is even bad, but they they put a blindfold on me, mm. <laughs> oh boy. and I had that to get uh, crawling on the floor, uh -huh. and there was potato <laughs> chips on the floor, and they told told it, uh, us it was glass, uh, and that was like a little mind <laughs> trick. And then they 
Did you react and say, I'm not doing this? No, I didn't. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't one of those guys. Oh, I ain't doing that. Like, All right, what do you want me to do? I'm on the floor, on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up coming to the, the president of the fraternity. Oh, really? And we eliminated that uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> Making a whole mess. There's food on the ground. Yeah. And I was, I, I, when I ran the fraternity, I was a little bit more like, uh, I, I, I pitched a computer lab room. I said, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, this is what you need, though, for a fraternity president. Hold on. This is I was great. in a fraternity. This is this how is our president great. was. Oh, Same God. thing. Yeah. So our, our, we were in a party house. Yeah. I said, let's take some of this money we're doing for after hours. Yeah. We'll buy three computers. We don't have to go down to the library and use the computers. We could print our resumes right here. Fuck that. Yeah. We ain't doing that. And, and that uh, <laughs> and, and the computer room was was never a thing. They, I got voted down. But this uh, is where I, my head was. I wanted to like be productive. And the fraternity that I was with, they they, they wanted Sigma to party. Pi? Sigma Pi. Oh, yeah. Wow. Sigma Pi. Sigma Were you in a fraternity? No. No? Yeah. It wasn't that big at my school. There was fraternity. Like he was in the Jewish. Yeah, one. I but paid I think dues they have and you to. got to party for free in my fraternity. Aw. He's held on to these Jews for oh, 25 years. What a crazy years. thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> the non-Jewish guy got something for free. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they had good parties. And the Jews all joined the Jewish frat. But every, but outside of that, it wasn't like some schools you, you need to be in a fraternity to have like social life. No, you lived on the beach. You had a fun house. Yeah, we, that was, yeah your school was like a, a party school. Party school. Yeah. That, was the, that was the best school to go to. In, it, was, uh, it was wild. In California, in my opinion. Right? Did you ever even, go up even, there? Crazy well, weekends? You well, know? I yeah. went to the wood, wood uh, Ranch, whatever the hell you worked at. <laughs> what was it called? Woodbrick? <laughs> Bricks. 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 Got yeah. Love Wood Ranch. Though. Yeah. But even that, I went, to, I went to Bricks. I did the gig and I, and I went back uh, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Immediately. Like, yeah, Same immediately. Yeah. Gone. I had, I had to run out of that place. That, that was a nightmare of a gig. <laughs> Wait, why, why, why? I thought <laughs> well, you killed. Killed. There was no introduction. It was like... They were eating. The people yeah, were the just people eating. were eating. And next thing you know, they're like, what? What's going on? Comedy? Yeah. It was like a surprise. Yeah. And uh, I just, I, you know, but those are the gigs that, those are the gigs that make you the comedian you yeah. are today. You yeah. got to go into bricks yeah. uh, at 7.30 during a full meal. Yeah. And make, you know, a hundred people laugh that are got eggplant hanging out of their mouth. That's, <laughs> you know what I find interesting is yes. people are really, really supporting stand-up comedy, live entertainment as a whole. I think yes. the numbers are up, you know, 29% from last year. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I did some research. <laughs> it's like <laughs> stock program. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, I love the business of comedy, too, just, you know. Trying to figure out like even ticket pricing and whatnot, yeah, and, and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I feel. What are you doing for that? What are you doing to figure out the ticket pricing? Well, I, I, you know, even like I got an opportunity to go to the Middle East. I think you were. Were you just there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were out there. Uh, Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I don't know what what. Are you doing that one? No, no. I don't know what it was. It it, it came recently. It came in, but before I go, we there, price stars on yours. We're like, whatever you're paying Sebastian, I need to make 15%. <laughs> I was the model. Um, yeah, but I like, I, I like to dig in, like, who's been there? Yeah. You know, what, what was their average ticket price yep, when they smart. were there? I, I, liked, I, I like to figure out, you know, where, where you know, you price yourself and what, what the demand is. But, I mean, live, live shows right now are through the roof. I mean, if you yeah. look at what Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, and yeah. Beyonce. I think everybody's and, locked in for COVID, and now they you know, feel like they're free to go out. And When does that end? When does that dip off? You know, I think it's thing. starting a little bit. Yeah? A little bit. And not dip off to zero, but I think it's like... The market is cooling a bit? Yeah, it, it will just regress back to, like, a good, solid place. Yeah. And I think those people that have... 
audiences won't feel it as much as maybe people that haven't built in like a real core fan yeah. base. No, I, I, I would agree with you. But, you know, I mean, doing, doing arenas. Is, I mean, after your tour, it will. At, taper this, off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. After the tour you just announced, then your <laughs> tour will probably be the last one, is what yeah. I suspect. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see. It's just because, you know, it's a, it's a lot of pressure to come up with material. That's the thing. Like, you don't. Well, you have a podcast, but it's not like a source of you, your life's uh, income. Like you can't just your 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 podcast is broke. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, you, it is. You know, yeah. yeah. There's Fortunately, no- you make the most money ever doing comedy, so you can afford these amazing <laughs> things that you do. But for us, we can make a living on the pod, and then it puts less pressure on. Okay, I got to get a new hour ready to go by this time. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Talk to me. You guys do this podcast. Yeah. Is there a secret? Yes. To the podcast. Yeah. Like, okay, you guys are all funny. You have a great camaraderie. Da, 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 you have guests on. Yep. Is it the guests? What do you think makes a successful podcast? The bikes I, by the sofa. Yeah, the bikes are huge. The bikes yeah. are well, huge. Besides yeah. the bikes and the, the guru you got sitting. Our main <laughs> success of being serious is the fact that we don't have Pete Corielli on the podcast. Yeah. I think that's what makes <laughs> I think that's what makes just ours. That's just ours. Again, I don't know. Love you, Pete. You're the fucking man. But uh, no, I think it's like obviously you gotta take it seriously. Like you guys were doing Zoom for a while. Yeah. You can't do Zoom. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch a fucking Zoom anything, right? Like, I don't want to watch a news interview on Zoom. I don't want to see anything on Zoom ever. Okay. Even I, if it's like war news, I'm just like, oh, it's Zoom? Yeah. Mm, Get I out there, buddy. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Totally agree with you. But our podcast was almost like this. We've been doing it for 10 years. Pete's been in some place else. I've been... So we just... It wasn't really... It was something that's like a hobby almost. Yeah. But then we started to really, you know, kind of get into it. I go, yeah, let's try, you know, in 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 studio stuff. Let's try some guests. Let's see see what happens there. I mean, it immediately changed, huh? It not 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 that it like skyrocketed, but we have a spike in in listeners. Yes. And it, there's nothing better than in room contact. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. like if I was phoning yeah. this thing in on on the yeah. screen, it's just not. You the could same. smell it. Yeah. I could smell you. I mean, there's a lot of stuff the that laugh happens. isn't a delay and all this yeah. other stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. They, they, the audience can feel it. But also, the cool thing is that you get to work from home. You're around your family. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where you don't have that pressure to oh shit, I need a new hour by February. Mm-hmm. So I let's go because this tour starts here and I gotta fucking go. Yeah, you could do that whenever the hell you want to. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but it, but it is difficult to to come up with. How the fuck are you coming up with a new hour? Well, I gotta live. That's why I took some time off. I, I you know, I, I was constantly on the road, this and that, and the other thing. I didn't have no time to even live my life to extract any material. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? Let me let me take a beat here. Let me concentrate on other things, whether it be a TV show, the podcast. Let me spend some time with my family. Smart. And uh, I was talking to Chris Rock about this, and he kind of put it. He goes, "There's no way you could." make it an entrance if you never leave the room. Yeah. And get slapped I, a bit. Yeah. Is <laughs> that his advice? Get, get, oh, <laughs> <laughs> an yeah, I didn't know where he was going with that. But yeah, yeah so you I gotta live. You gotta I, have you, something you, to talk you, about. Live a life worth talking about. There's that's there's right. a um there's a thing that sometimes you see comics doing with it 
as part of the joke, they're referencing when they did. One time I did this in Alabama and then this happened. And, I'm, and every time I see it, I'm like, oh, you're not living a life outside of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Like the only things that are happening to you that are like worth talking about are the other things that are happening in comedy. Yeah. And people don't do comedy. They don't do comedy. They, they live, live they life. Live. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. You got, you got to extract from real life experiences. So. So this one right now, this tour that you're announcing, tickets are on sale. Right now. Right this second. Yeah. Ticketmaster. And uh, it's for July. And and this one you were telling me before this is about just how insanely rich you are and like right didn't <laughs> no, you say no, like you were like I have so much money now no, so now no, I get no, to no. tell everybody Cole, I stopped being relatable yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys won't get it is that what the <laughs> His yeah, I should have been yeah. tower <laughs> no you're not you're not you don't have money until you start parking bikes in your living room <laughs> that's right. A real success. <laughs> okay, so they can go check out the tour. Yes. They check out the show. The show's available on Max. Now it's called Max. We knew it as HBO Max before that. Yeah. Now, anybody who has HBO Max, obviously you're going to check out the show. Went, Max, I guess, HBO owns the company. Break the down what happened with that. <laughs> what is going on? It's it's Max. I don't think there is an HBO anymore. I think it's just a rebrand. It's, it's, so it's HBO rebrand. is within Max. Within the Max family, although it's a Max original. I don't think, don't quote me on this. Yeah. I don't think HBO is around. It's there on the on the platform, uh-huh. but I don't think that it's a HBO show anymore. Like HBO ain't putting out any more shows. Wait, it's under really? Max, I think. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I think I the know. name is right? just it, it was Max. HBO Go before that. It was HBO, Go, HBO Max. Now it's just Max. Max. Yeah. Discovery Max. bought them. Uh, yeah. Discovery owns them, and that's why they changed to Max. Now you can get Discovery shows on Max also. Uh, I was wondering why they did and that. And then HBO may likely come back as like... Okay, it's still a great property for high-end movies and shows. Or Game I don't of think Thrones comes Yeah, I don't think it's going like to they're, they're, they're still yeah. doing original yeah. production. Yeah, they're bro, just rebranding the house. Who's that? That's God. He's invited. You'll yeah. see him at dinner Do you later. have any questions that you want to ask? No, I'm good. I'm good. Jeez. Okay, listen, Sebastian, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me, guys. Unbelievable what you've accomplished, man. Looking forward to more accomplishments for you. I appreciate it. You're the man, bro. Thank you so much. Thank you.